Everybody ready? Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. So with that, hi and welcome to After the Hype with me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Jonathan Hardesty. Howdy. Chewy Darso. Hi. Ryan James. Yes, I am. And today's special guest is Mr. Sean Carney. Hi, Sean. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for I coming out. I really Happy clued into the here. fact that your last name is Carney. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, that's right. We have a, funny. Are you related? I actually wrote the movie. And, uh, <laughs> just, uh, that's See, my you're thinking name. about something special. I'm thinking John. about Carney's. Oh. I, you know the director of the film is John Carney. Yeah. Okay. Brother of Sean, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we always have those Obviously. facts. Do they right? all have small hands? <laughs> yes. you know, yeah, we're always spot on with our facts. You're not, you're, your first name's Rhyme, so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically like the same person. Yeah, it, that's yeah. Yeah, that, perfect. Uh, but speaking of those facts, I'm going to start out really quick with a quick addendum from uh, episode, was it 152? We just talked about this and I already forgot. It's 152, right? 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it turns out the director listened to our episode, so that's great. Thanks, Dan, if you're listening again. And he corrected us on one of our facts that we got a little bit wrong when he said that he was uh, Michelle Trachtenberg's brother. Turns out they're not related. Yeah. And we found out when he flat out told us that he's not related to her. <laughs> That's what I get for believing Wikipedia. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I even looked it up fair. again, and Google totally says it. But no, we were they wrong. They say we it look on it. her Wikipedia, not his. Yeah, and uh, I did look it up on Twitter. He has told many, many people they're not related. Oh, I'm sure he <laughs> yeah. gets that a lot. <laughs> so he gets it all the time. Yeah. So sorry for the misinformation if you're now basing your it's life totally around them being siblings. It's totally our ignorance on yeah. not being a common name. So with yeah. that in mind, we should actually invite both of them to an episode to yeah, guest. We'll, I guess. We'll, I think yeah, we'll have an between Michelle and Dan. Yeah, we'll have her I do just, Harry the Spy. We'll have him do. We'll have him do Harry the Spy. She's not Harry the Spy. She's Donnie. Okay. Okay. Donnie fine. from Buffy. She's from Buffy's Spuffy. sister. Oh, that's right. She's technically kind of a clone created by demons or something like that. Yeah, she was that too. Yeah. yeah. I'll remember from Harry the Spy. Whatever. I've never seen Harry the Spy. It's, a, it's fun. For shame. Uh, okay, so we're gonna do a, a very quick plug section for Sean. Sean, where can people find you online if they want to follow you after this? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I'd prefer Instagram, I think, or, or Facebook at uh, at Sean Carney. That's S E A N C A R N E Y. Music and uh, yeah, I've got a lot of cool stuff up on my uh, social media pages. Cool, so check it out. And that yeah, it was all Sean Carney music, right? Sean Carney music. Okay, that's my him. handle, as they <laughs> okay. say, as the okay. kids say, as as the children say. Yeah, cool. Uh, hey, all right, Brian, you should uh, throw out where we can be found on the internet. Here oh, yeah, in case people don't stick around to the very end of the episode, like I always hope that they do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you can find us on Facebook at After the Hype. You can find us on Twitter at ATH po- underscore podcast and everywhere else online at just ATH podcast. Uh, and then we all have our own Twitter handles, but you'll find those at the end of there because no one wants to follow us. Just no, follow don't. the podcast because that's the cool thing. Yes, indeed. Uh, okay, so we're going to start with where have you been doing, and I will let Sean go first. Sean, where have you been doing? Where have I been doing? Um... Yeah, I just I just released my first album. Congrats! Uh, thank you very much. It's it's my debut album as a uh, as a solo uh, singer songwriter artist producer kind of thing, and uh, it it turned out really cool. I'm super proud of it. And Great. Where yeah. can people find it? Is this iTunes or they have to like, go to your website, buy yeah. from you, Bandcamp uh, go, sort of thing? Go to my website, and Bandcamp also okay. has it as well. And that's just Sean Carney music. You can hear a few tracks on there. What kind of music? If you're do you interested, play? it's um. The the whole album is called Constellation, and it's like kind of a space pop themed album. It's that really cool. It's really fun. Awesome. Yeah. That immediately just makes me think of Ziggy Stardust. I don't know if you definitely definitely influenced by yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm done with that. I like that. Cool. cool. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Where have you been doing? 
Uh, I actually did an escape room here in LA Ooh, last wow. weekend. Nice. Yeah, I, I love these things. They're, if anyone doesn't know uh, what an escape room is in general, it's like a one hour long live action uh, puzzle that you do. And it's uh, usually an hour, sometimes like do like half hour, 45 minute time limits. Uh, you're basically trapped in a room with a group of people. Uh, if you book, you can book like, you know, a group of 12 of your own and, and have your whole party there. Or if you can group uh, book like a group of four and they'll put eight strangers with you or, you know, likely two other groups of four, whatever. And you have to work together to solve real life puzzles like, uh, you know, you get clues around the wall and you have to like move objects around and maybe, you know, find hidden keys and, and locks and escape the room, basically. Uh, I did um, the basement. LA is was the name. Oh, of I've it. heard of that. One. Yeah. I've heard of that one. You yeah. have to get reservations, don't you? Yeah, you have to re- reserve in advance. We actually did the the newest one that they just opened because generally these places have several different rooms, so you can go mm-hmm. several times. We did the latest one called the study. Uh, we made it out in forty minutes out of the hour, which was pretty great. Nice. That Probably good time. it it feels a little uh, like it doesn't count because the people we were there with had done it before, but oh. without finishing it. So we maybe they helped us get to the end faster but we ultimately solved the puzzle that they couldn't solve the first time through now when you, Did you when you pay faces? yeah for sure okay so when you pay for an hour and you get out in 40 minutes you feel gypped uh like no. i missed out on 20 minutes of entertainment no because it was more likely 20 minutes of frustration it's not like we Fair skipped enough. over anything in the room we right. did everything right do they have a like a wall of fame or anything like this person got it done the fastest oh or? here's here's my favorite they do take your picture and you can like share that you completed it but uh, if you complete it, you gain the privilege of being able to buy a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what a that privilege! Says I that, escaped the man, study that's a or good whatever. Chewie's yeah. the- <laughs> brain just broke. <laughs> I would just be like, "Fuck you! Give me that T-shirt." We <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, solved the last puzzle. <laughs> Chewie, what about you? Where have you been doing? Uh, I've been working as usual, um, and we saw a movie that. You and I are both uh, conflicted on, kind of. Uh, we saw Sausage Party. Uh, I saw yeah. Sausage mm. Party. Um, and it was one of those situations where while I'm in it, I was really enjoying it. And then afterwards, I was like, wait, did I just spend a good a period of my day listening to them call me a complete fucking moron? You did. I was like, oh, all right. Uh, to clarify, uh, Brian and I are religious which I know is a rarity in Los Angeles. Uh, and we greatly admire uh, Seth Rogen and everyone involved in Sausage Party. We generally enjoy all of their movies. and But this one got really preachy on the atheist side. Like, I've never experienced something that I would actually consider, like, preachy from atheists. Uh, the closest thing I could think of would be Steve Martin's song about how atheists don't have songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's about it. John, what about you? Where have you been doing? Uh, so I've been watching Netflix. Um, a lot of kids shows lately, but when I've had time to watch more uh, things that I'd be more interested in, I've got a chance to watch uh, iZombie. So I've been, kind of, I've been working on that. They only have one season on Netflix. What up, Yellow Power Ranger? I, I happen just to do off a whim because I like, I've been going through all these horror films and it's like, oh, zombies, cool. You know, we'll see. I've heard good things about it. And yeah, no. By the end, I'm like, why aren't the rest of the seasons on Netflix? It's so. Well, it's only two seasons. Yeah, right? it's only two seasons. So it'll probably the second season will probably go up once the third season starts. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it really is like one of the best examples of a taking the formula of a crime detective TV show and putting it into a new world. It's what I really like. It. I've defended it to Brian a thousand times. I really <laughs> enjoy that you're watching it. Yeah. No. I I, I like those kind of 
crime of the week sort of things. Those are kind of, oh, those are fun. And yeah. when you can kind of twist them into something a little bit more genre, a little bit, like, in a neat way, that's cool. And um, it reminded me a lot of the comic Chew, right. where the guy eats the ear and he gets the visions of how... It didn't remind you of the comic Eye Zombie? I never read it, actually. Okay. <laughs> the, the comic Eye Zombie is very different from the TV it's show. True. And it doesn't have a yellow Power Ranger in it. No, it doesn't. No, so that, that's keep a big iterate, strike against it. Yeah, uh, I, you have to check out the the comic Power Rangers for the yellow Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> that, that book sucks. Yeah, <laughs> he really actually gave like up it. on it. It the takes artwork, a lot for him the to cover stop. Art was so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I really wanted to like that book. It's just not good. <laughs> the cover art was pretty. So you can keep buying it for the cover art every now and then. I won't. No. But, yeah. You know, the um, original show is not good if you're just experiencing <gasps> it for the first time at How 30 years old. How dare you? You have to take a break and like. Take it Fight. back. Fight. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh my goodness. Perfect. No, honey, you know perfect. it's not perfect because you've even said that the other per- seasons are well, better. Yeah, yeah, but it's going from perfect and up. So if Power Rangers is perfect, then RPM is like a gift from the heavens. It's so good. It really is incredibly enjoyable. <laughs> RPM is fantastic. <laughs> Sorry to completely hijack your. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's hard to kind of wrap a whole season into one, like, where have you been doing? <laughs> That's true. But it, it's fun. I really enjoyed it. The actors are great and a lot of fun chemistry. And yeah. Very, I mean, I got to watch chemi- more of these CW shows because I like, I like C- the chemistry in every one of them. doing good shit right yeah. now. Yeah. They've really gone past the, like, so- teen soap opera thing and now are just... <laughs> Ryan's giving you the most sour, <laughs> shaking head face. About which thing? About we don't, the, we don't see, have time, but... Yeah, that's a whole different thing of going down to how they're just using it better now, but they're still totally doing the soap opera thing. It's, yeah, be- it's better now. It's better. It's better. Like, I never had any interest in watching Dawson's Creek or Roswell, but I love yeah. these current shows. Right. Uh, we need to keep moving, though, so I'll do my Where Have You Been Doing really, really fast, because yes. uh, people have talked about it on the show many times, and I just never actually went through with it and watched what they kept telling me to watch. I watched the first season of BoJack Horseman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just in I've time for the third that season. That was uh, almost my Where Have You Been Doing. Yeah. I, uh, I, for some reason, I just looked at the animation and went, nah, it's not for me. And then eventually I watched everything I want to watch in like a half hour format. I'm like, what the fuck else should I? Ah, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. And I started this two nights ago and I finished it last night. Oh my goodness. Wow. Season, I'm not, season I'm not one. That far. I, season one. I came yeah. home from work and he's just like, honey, I'm almost done. I really, I just, oh my God. Why did we wait so long? I yeah. have no idea why I waited so long to watch it. It is one of the most well-written shows yep. I've seen in a long time. It's so fucking good. Okay. We can keep moving. I don't need to keep talking about BoJack Horseman. People have talked about it a bunch. Um, okay, so today's episode is on what I said earlier, my favorite movie so far this year. So far, I can only see one movie that could potentially beat it. I'm going to go see that tomorrow, um, which is Kuba and the Two Strings, which mm. like is usually in my top like two or three of the year, so we'll see. But yeah, so for this for today, Sing Street, I am so excited to talk about it today because I love the shit out of it. But before we do talk about it, we'll just do a quick little numbers i'm gonna skip the review because there's no bad reviews for it which is awesome for really? it i think wow. that says a lot that's fantastic really there's no one that could have complained about the, the lowest child. the characters were unbelievable yeah yeah the, uh, that is what the lowest review said but are they you, gave it a four out of ten yeah it was like yeah it just, just seems to make believe what? yeah whatever oh my god just, i'll say that later i'll save it <laughs> the kid never grew up uh, and then the the overall score was a 79 with uh where is this here 36 positive reviews, one mixed. So, yeah, people <laughs> people liked it uh, overall, I would All say. All 12 of us who saw it. And uh, that's the other thing. They don't say how much it cost, but it made a whopping $8 million. Hey, yo. It yeah. may have made its money back. <laughs> it, it may have. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They put a lot of money into this. Like, this was more... No, it wasn't more expensive than Begin Again, but it was way more expensive than Once. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Once they made for under a million. 
<clears throat> How totally much does that. a high school cost? It was his high school. Any time. It's a high school he went to, so oh he got God. a huge deal oh, on so it. So what cost money? A period. Uh, it's working, a period film. Yeah, it was. Yeah, getting mm. costumes, that Absolutely. sort of stuff. No Cars. matter what. No matter what. Probably music judging production f- as well. I can yeah. tell you from yeah. my personal experience. But he wrote the music, so. Whenever you have to do a period film, it will cost more. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and then he had to hire Adam Levine to write one of the songs. Oh boy! Uh, so, but if once it cost under one million, this one probably still made its money back. I would say this was probably five to ten. Yeah, roughly. At most. Yeah, I mean, if it did make its money back, I'm sure it came close. Yeah, um, which is still great. Uh, so we'll do a breakdown, 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 break. Sean, are you ready for this? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have to describe what happened in the movie in thirty seconds. In thirty seconds, who's timing me? I am. Okay. All right, ready? Ready. Go, 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 go. Okay, Sing Street is about a movie. Wait, no, it's it's a movie about a kid. Wow, I'm off to a really great start. Uh, it's a movie about... <laughs> you have 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is not going well. It's okay. It's a it's a movie about a, uh, a kid growing up in Ireland uh, in, a, in a rather poor community in a, in a school, and he meets a girl, and... This girl's into music, and he decides to uh, to start a band to try to win her over, and that's pretty much what the the whole movie's about. I guess I can let that slide. That was really not good. <laughs> that, that was not my best. Um, you, know, you you got the beginning, middle, and end there. He's from a poor town. Wants yeah. to start a band. Starts the band. Okay, yeah, yeah that's about as basic as you can get, yeah, but it'll work. Basic. Uh, you did so, miss acts two and three. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, three they they have the band, I guess. Yeah. Right? You missed that part. Though. I'll, I'll give you a I'll give you a, a middle of the road passing grade, like as low as you can get while still passing. Well, I, I really appreciate yeah. that. I'm not sure I deserve that. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll we'll continue then. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, Oh, was that the boy. best one you've ever had? Uh, we've had some real winners on here. Okay, okay. We had one where basically about 10 seconds in, the guy goes, I don't know. And then sat for 20 seconds. Which one was Man, that? I, I don't remember. You. Uh, it, that it was, was Cody. Pretty, it was pretty hard. It was what? Cody. Oh. Yep. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. My first uh, shot at it, I spent 30 seconds explaining the first 10 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. Don't. And to be fair, Brian and I biffed ours. Oh yeah! Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Biffed. Biffed. We totally went up and butt headed it. Uh, Okay, so let's get started. Uh, Epic. uh, So the way that I like to start these things nowadays is uh, I want to start a little bit with the hype, which would there was basically none for this movie. Mm. Well, okay. So once was huge, kind of. It was for that cost nothing. It was huge. It went on to win Academy Awards. It got a Tony show, which went on to win eight Tonys. Yeah, this is the third movie directed by, directed written by John Carney, director and writer of Once and mm. with Glenn Hansard and forget the woman's Marquita name. Marquita Urgulova. Yeah, Ooh, there nice. you go. Nice job. Ooh. You're better than John Travolta. I uh, love their band. I wish yeah. they hadn't broken up but I get it because it was kind of weird and it got kind of awkward. And I feel like they played like the um, the movie awards and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So that was huge and then I, I don't know do they not have advertising because nobody including all of us at the table saw Begin Again his second movie. Nope. I no. wanted didn't even to. Know it. It's even it. on Netflix. I was going to watch it the other night and yeah. then I didn't. I've got to be honest I, I had not heard of Sing Street at all no. until, yeah. until no. you emailed me and you're like watch this movie and I'm like so, oh, okay. <laughs> I, heard of, I heard about it because of you Brian saying yeah. it's the be best honest, film of the year didn't you see it because you were locked out of your apartment totally yep <laughs> I got locked out of my apartment and it's like ah oh, you my, saw the, the closest movie playing <laughs> well the reason I saw it is because I saw the trailer from uh, Sundance I'm like oh I want to see that movie right. and then a uh, friend of the show who will maybe be on at some point Kyle Smith uh, saw it at Sundance and told me that I absolutely had to see it if I got a chance 
And I was like, all right, well, I'm locked out of the apartment. It's playing right now. Fuck it. I'll go see it. And then, holy God, was I blown It's a must-see. It's a must-see movie. Yeah. It really is. It was. And then, like, there's even, um, there's a podcast I listen to every now and then that everyone's heard of. It's on Screen Junkies. It's their uh, show, Movie Fight. So they did the best movie of the year so far. And one of the guys said Sing Street. And he lost horribly because other people were talking about comic book movies. And that's just what happens at Screen Junkies. (laughs) Yeah. Who was it? Comic book movies are not the best movies every year, dudes. Definitely not. They're not. No, but Koi was on that episode. And he was fighting for uh, Deadpool, of course, because yeah. that's what Koi was. It's a really for. fun movie. Yeah. It's great. It's a totally great movie, but it's not in the same caliber of like. There's comic movies which are great, and then there's movies like this that are great. And I think this one will. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Just off of a one time seeing, like, oh, that'll stand the test of time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll watch it in a similar way that we watch it, all, like Almost Famous or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I think this this movie touched on so many higher higher emotions than than. For me, most comic movies. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> the, the no one says comic years. book movies touch on high emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would put this up there with um, Short Term 12, which yes. I talk about all the time. That was my favorite indie movie that, that year. That was and such a good Ex movie. Ex Machina last year was so great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, on it par with those. Very different tonality. No, but like it, you know, it made me feel oh. un, unlike just making me feel like I spent a bunch of money to see flashing lights in my face. And mm. you can connect yeah. to the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but. The problem with it, and what we were just mentioned before, was there was no hype whatsoever. Right. There was this little Irish movie from the guy who directed once that might come out soon. Oh, it was already out. Well, fuck, I guess I missed it. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. that, you might have heard of it, maybe. And that was the best you got. So. I gotta say that that was my one of my favorite things about going. Uh, it's one of my fi- favorite things about going into a movie I've never heard of because I've I have no expectations. Yeah, I didn't know what to think, and then like literally ten minutes in, I was hooked. I oh, was yeah. like, yep. this is fantastic. Yeah. It also helps that you're a musician. <laughs> that is true. I just kind of like that. I like that we have you on for this episode because of that. Almost like it was planned. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am too, and I felt the same. How did you guys feel Chewie and John, like who don't have the musical connection? Mm. That's harsh to say, man. I, I don't. You're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm always jealous. I, well, I mean, for the reasons I say about like, I like Birdman, how it fits with the format like there's just like this yeah the music plays a part into the pacing and the structure and mm. getting lost every time they get lost into the music i mean it makes it format speaks to it so i don't know i i liked it i got i felt included in on like music musical talent when i have none. yeah yeah and i was also jealous i was like yeah. oh man a kid could pick this up so fast it's I, very, okay it, that's unrealistic we'll go at that later <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's very cool uh that you did get to see some of the that really natural organic um rehearsal process and songwriting process and i think john carney definitely does that in once and and you get a little bit of that insight of what what it actually feels like to be in the room when that when that magic is happening oh yeah and i love that they cut out the eight hours of toiling and waiting for the magic to happen and then just cut right to the moments where it's like dude that riff is awesome i have these lyrics already written Mm, melodies in my head (laughs) Uh, they're all savants okay yeah they surely are i mean this would be like the beginning of the yardbirds or the beatles basically to be fair the the, (laughs) this this is is not like the beginning of the sex pistols which was referenced in the movie (laughs) (laughs) the uh the one thing i like that i've read the there's a very long interview with john carney out there which you can find and he talks about everything going into this movie where he even mentions how the end of the movie he wanted to kill the two kids and then decided not to because that would have been a weird ending yeah yeah um, but really i thought that was coming the the end end. Yeah, I honestly was you could still read uh, that into it actually well yeah. he, he said that he's like the way that he said was i would have done it but then it wouldn't have been a movie anymore it would have just been kind of a joke and nobody would have liked the movie so i decided not to hmm. um but what he was saying is that he wanted to make a movie about a startup band that you know at the end of the movie will go on to be a huge band 
He's like, I don't want to make it about some like high school band that does okay. Right. Like, I want to do it about a band that was good and mm. went on to be great. Mm. Right. So, like that kid going off to college. We don't really see how that played out, but it could yeah. have been he just left for college and they were done after high school, like a lot of bands yeah. do. Yeah. No. He wanted this guy to when he's going to London at the end of the movie, he's yeah. going to he's go get committed. that record deal and yeah. he's going to be huge. He's totally committed. I do kind of yeah. like. I can't name one off the top of my head, but if this movie ended up being like, oh yeah, and uh, let's change our names to John and Paul and we, are, we can call ourselves the Beatles and yeah. like, oh, it's actually them the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of like in the back of my mind I was kind of waiting for that little yeah. it's kind of like here's a Shakespearean the, the drama Beatles. where you just put <laughs> well, in a different decade yeah. right. the idea yeah. was you 2 that's what oh, they're yeah. kind of that's sure. they worked with Bono and the Edge in the beginning of the movie to talk about what would it be like to be a band in Ireland starting up and that's where they got their ideas wow. and how they kind of framed it so no that makes sense so when you look at the special thanks Bono and uh, the Edge are in the special thanks because no they talked to him about it the Edge is totally that geeky kid with the glasses oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so high 100% yeah but that kid was was incredible. He was by awesome. The way. Oh, I caught if, m- maybe every other word that he said, but man, he was he was on point. And he, he loves was rabbits. One of my favorite oh, things so because funny. of the rabbits. <laughs> just yeah. rabbit stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he, he comes he comes to the door and he's like, "What are you doing? Just rabbit stuff." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's I, a rabbit. I would hang out with him all the time. I just I love that he's just so like yeah whatever I just like him. They're so <laughs> cute and fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into uh, the actors now because they yeah, have absolutely. great chemistry. Mm, the uh, oh, yeah. guy. Do you want to start with that guy, the the rabbit guy? Sure. I because he's the guy that uh, when the movie starts, you think that his best friend is going to be the red haired uh, producer kid. Kind of. Yeah. And it, it turns real quick, and yeah. the guy who's going to help him write all the music, and you just totally. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, hey, you like what I like? We're going to be best friends now. Yeah. And it just worked, it's, and it clicked. It yeah. was so silly to me on how each of them, like, they had nothing before. This the redhead kid and him just, he told them, you should have danced. And then yeah. they're friends, and then all this stuff. They all just came together immediately, and there was no, like, learning curve between them emotionally. They're all just suddenly a group. Right. Yeah, but I kind of, it's one of those things where it, it's a little suspension of disbelief, and it's a little, like, I kind of buy no, it. I kinda, they're all I, totally I into the same. I liked it for that reason. But, like, yeah. it's just kind of, like, a weird wonderful bro thing where mm-hmm. they're just like we have common interests we have a common goal best friends well and without it i mean you wouldn't necessarily believe that they'd become a successful band after the movie yeah totally. because, because each of these steps everything kind of comes together for them together so perfectly finding the band mem- the rest of the bandmates them being friends it all just kind of locks into place in such a way that okay yeah you know what they're gonna be a huge band after they you know survive the little trek across the water mm. yeah now i can't remember any of their names other than connor slash cosmo uh yeah but the the one that we were talking about the rabbit guy amen amen thank you uh he, i really just i i like that he's just a a smart guy who's just like a musical prodigy yeah he's just like oh yeah i play everything yeah, and his mom's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Actually, I know kids like that. If you, oh, yeah. if you grew up and your parents have musical instruments, you can kind of play everything. Yeah, if you, you, you kind of just... If it starts at a, a young yeah. age, it's like learning yeah. a language, or yeah. you just figure you, it out right away. You just jump on the drums. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You, know, you might not be great, which he happened to be, but usually right. you kind of know your way around each one of them. Right. And I, I love the sequence where it's like, yeah, I play everything, and just like the... There's him just playing yeah. literally everything. Oh, you thought room. he was done after the piano or whatever, and then he yeah. jumps onto the washboard, the bagpipes, and the recorder. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love how I love how their musical skill gets better and better as as the movie goes oh, yeah. on. Yeah. Especially that guy. I mean, he just really shines like like near the end of the movie. It's just yeah. like, man, this kid's on another level. Well, it know? just it shows that he was just kind of fucking around before, and yeah. then once he actually has a purpose for it, he can really hone in really quick. And yeah. like it's you buy into it, it's cool. Like I, Absolutely. And I like how supportive his mom was. Just that she was oh, questioning yeah. it at first. 
once takes the noise as an opportunity to masturbate, <laughs> which was a really <laughs> funny scene. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, where's she got this bad? Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, and then. Kind of weird that she's doing that to his. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it's a moment where she knows they will not hear her. That's right. She's got some me time. <laughs> she immediately knows uh, if they stop and like come creeping around the house. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we're playing some sex And then there's and another music. moment where she's just kind of dancing with them while they're. Yeah, they, like, this too. is a really like supportive mom. She's a good single mom. Yeah. yeah, and I love the when she tries to kiss her son, he does a whole like, ah, mom. Yeah, no, yeah. Not a friend. <laughs> the best is that conversation at the table where they're planning stuff, and she keeps interjecting, yeah. and all things is like, that's it. I, we're gonna go outside. We're clearly not getting any work done here. <laughs> <laughs> Like a true band meeting. I love they took it professionally from the start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And it really sings to like starting a band in a small town because it's like, okay, there are five musicians in the school at all. So they're all going to be in my band, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, producer kid because he's actually my only major complaint with the movie. And it's not like a major complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they introduce him and he seems like he's like the real go-getter guy. And then I hate that he just kind of fades into the background. Like around yeah. like throughout the beginning, like the third act or so. He just kind of disappears. He comes back at one point to get the the roadie because they don't want to carry their own shit. Mm. Right. Uh, but other than that, he just kind of disappears. But I thought he was really good. I think that's Absolutely. just like a real producer. <laughs> that's very possible. Yeah. 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 Oh, you guys are taking yeah. off. Oh, peace. Well, <laughs> I, I like that he that he didn't overstay his welcome. Yeah, exactly. In the movie as well, and it was just like, oh, I want more of this guy. You know. Yeah. And I, I really I like that about about that. But I can I could see your complaint. Yeah, because I. Yeah. I I think it was just that uh, as an overall thing, like they did such a good job building up the um, Cosmo and his brother's relationship that yeah. the band kind mm-hmm. of fell away for a little bit. And it wasn't that that's a bad thing for the movie. It's just that I really like those kids. So I want to spend more time with those kids. Yeah. But the movie still works. So it's just me being selfish and wanting what I want. Yeah. Well, it made sense to me because honestly, the whole band thing is just a framing for his mental state. Totally. Because yeah. the mm-hmm. central th- story is him his family life and then him trying to win over this girl. Yes. And the band is just his, like what I already said, his mental state and his like outlet to express his emotions in a moment, mm. which yeah. I think was a beautiful way to make this a musical. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that is the, the modern musical, if yeah. you will. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Because you talk about how much time we spent with his brother and the whole reason he's spending so much time with his brother is because his family's falling apart. We haven't mentioned that yet. I mean, like, yeah, the, and no. the, the second reason he's in the band is because he doesn't want to be at home probably as well as he's wanting to stoop this girl. Yeah. Stoop. stoop. <laughs> That's the Irish slang. <laughs> it would have been shag, I just would imagine. Uh, I wanted to say stoop. Fair enough. <laughs> but... Because but that's what we start in the movie. We don't even start with him being in a band. We start with him getting pulled out of his school and shoved into this what would be considered an inner city rough school, yeah. and he's wholly unprepared for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the the brother himself because if we're talking about the family oh, life, the Jack Rayner, the the yeah. brother is phenomenal. Oh, in this movie so, so good. good. I couldn't get over how much he looks like Seth Rogen. He, though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, he, Especially he, when he cuts if his hair. Seth Rogen and Chris Pratt had a child. Yes, yeah, yes. There it is. Definitely. There's that scene in the, the 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 dance hall that they clearly <laughs> shot later after he cut his hair. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So after he cut his hair, and I was, was like, is that the same guy? I had some serious yeah. confusion like, until I looked at young IMDb. Seth Rogen. Uh, he was also in so, Transformers 4. I this yeah, is, um, I looked that oof, up. Yeah. Jack Rayner <laughs> plays Brendan in yep. Sing Street here. Yeah. yeah, but he's great in this. He's oh, absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Uh, I think they have a really great brothers, you know, brotherly relationship. Like, this is this happens all the time. You know, the older brothers kind of ends up being yep. a burnout, doesn't get to go to college, and he, yep. like, tries to really push the younger kids into 
being something and looks out for them with abusive parents. Man, it really hit me when th- that scene where their parents are arguing and he just like puts on a record and turns up the oh, radio yeah. and then starts dancing with like their sister who's miserable and yeah, like it, just yeah. brings them all out of it. It's so amazing. And the joy that he saw at the end too, yeah. the brother, yeah. Oh, yeah. when he got sent off, was just phenomenal. Well, and they did something similar in Stranger Things with the brother relationship, but I think in here they did it better. Well, yeah. Where, it, yeah. where it's just like, I, I felt that connection between them. And well, it, the, it, it, reminded, it took me back to watching Almost Famous too. Like yeah. that comparison, like that whole like, one day you're going to be cool. Well, for me, one of the best parts of the entire movie is... One time when uh, Cosmo goes up to his brother for, um, I think, just for some consolement and some support. And in that moment, his brother is trying to figure his own self out. And he just goes, dude, I haven't smoked weed in two days. And he's just and then he has all of the like soul searching conversation with him or just soul bleeding more so of I was alone with these parents for six years. And in the entire he says that entirely for those six years, he knew his parents weren't in love. And that's a deep statement for someone to say and to feel and then to get the siblings and see his brother being successful in the way that he wanted to be. And then it's like he was like the burden. Like he took all the bad things and held them together so that his brother could go out and be the good things. Well, that's what's so great about the end. When he helps him ship off or if you believe if you believe the ending or if you think that it's a fantasy, either way, he helped his brother get to London. Yeah that's his victory. Like that's why he's so happy is that all his life he wanted to try to shelter his brother from the craziness of his parents and have him help have him help him get a good life and he did it. Yeah. It's almost like he was a sin eater or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um we got to talk oh sorry. Go oh ahead. yeah, I love the quote from from the brother. Oh sure. Uh he says uh he says something to the extent of and you're going to use someone else's art to get oh, yeah. her when he's trying to when he's trying to 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 win over this girl and he's doing cover songs and he's like and you're going to use somebody else's art to get yeah. her yeah he really does a great job pushing him absolutely he's the, he's the best parent slash brother this kid could ever hope oh, yeah. for no doubt yeah, it's the uh, he does really good with the tough love yeah like the first music video is like ah oh, this is shit but it's it's good <laughs> but she's good yeah. keep her yeah, put yeah. her in each movie absolutely <laughs> it was a very interesting kind of iteration like learning how to be better like I'd, yeah. i've never seen like constructive criticism play out in the narrative on screen. yeah it was mm-hmm. like this is really adult yeah they like, did he knew exactly how to push his brother it's a really definitely. you this, can see why yeah. the tag at the end of the movie is for brothers like they did such yeah. a this good movie job this movie would be great to show an art class like whether or not it's even a musician's art class just for a painter even to so yeah. be like try different styles just try to learn your own voice yes you're going to copy something else but then you could get something out of it which they totally do they copy yeah. so oh, many yeah. bands but they do it to learn like they do it like okay so we're gonna be the cure for this week or <laughs> that was a great yeah. series of scenes yeah. uh, the, the running joke of him changing his look yeah. to be whatever band he's listening to <laughs> it was fantastic and I, I love it Sorry. It's so true to youth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love all the all the different subgenres they touched on in the 80s from po- post-punk to new wave to oh, futurism. Yeah. To futurism. It was just really cool and they and they did those styles so well. It was almost like yeah. a flight of the Con- Concord type style parody how oh, they, yeah. how they just nail these parodies, you know? I love the uh when she's talking about happy sad music. I'm like, "Oh, they better pull out the cure for that." I'm like, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> uh, that was <laughs> Yeah, this movie is just—it's one of those things that's just like a great love letter to music in general. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, such, and it's uh, an accurate use of the term love letter. Like I, yeah, I've seen that thrown yeah. about for things. I'm like, no, no, this is actually a love letter, especially yeah. '80s music. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, man. Yeah, it's basically—it's his high school. I mean, they say it's loosely based on his high school. I don't know how loose it is, but I mean, I've been saying for a long time that I think the '80s was the greatest decade for pop music. Yeah, people would. Mm. There'd be some. 
arguments and some agreements. I know you, you think it's the '60s, but I say that that's folk and uh, it's Rush. Damn it, <laughs> music. Either way. Uh, all right, we got to talk about the girl. Yes, we do. The, oh, yeah. The girl who, uh, if she doesn't have a career after this movie, then somebody's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone done goofed. Rafina. Oh, man. Rafina, yes. Fantastic. I love she her is name. so unbelievably good in this movie. Mm. Yeah. She's so... Such an unbelievable character in this movie. No. I don't think she is. Did we ever find out why she's just standing in front of the school? Pervin on the boys. What? I, I don't she know. lives there. Uh, I guess she yeah, didn't like, she live she across didn't across her school. That was her yeah. house? Oh, yeah. I, thought, I didn't a, realize that was her house. A boarding school, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For uh, girls. A boarding school across from his... And oh, his yeah. I see, I never caught onto that for some reason. Gotcha. I just yeah. thought I mean, there's, that there's she was the standing there for some reason and that her actual, the boarding school for girls was someplace else. No. The reason why I don't think she's unbelievable is because it's all an act. That makes her not... She's unbelievable on purpose. Yeah, she's like not... Kind of not a real person. Yeah, right. Uh, and that's her persona. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, the, she only has one real moment in the movie, and that's when she comes back from not going to London. In the oh, part. Yeah. But then she's With like, oh, that's not me. Her, I'm her not makeup's off, yeah. and, yeah. and she's yeah. very exposed. She's yeah. wearing, like, less trendy out. Like, uh, she, she's yeah. wearing yeah. kind of, ugh. I, I go, thought her. Ugh, but well, most <laughs> she's, even without her makeup on, she's definitely not, ugh. No, no, no. He no. said her oh, clothes yeah. were ugh. Yeah. Well, that's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. giant sweaters. But there's a distinct difference between when she's in her persona and then this, this moment oh, yeah. of real. And the clothes kind of reflect that, that these are just what she wears yeah. when she's by herself. And she's oh. insisting that she's not herself. She's like, no, I'm her younger sister. That was so yeah. weird. That was Yeah, yeah it's, she was embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. She to failed. Be, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or almost uh, crazy. But her, her moment crazy. of uh, when she says... Um, Oh, I'm my mother. I'm hanging out with a 15 year old boy, and I'm just gonna hang here and work at McDonald's. And he turns her down. I have more yeah. respect for him in that moment than almost oh. any other moment. Oh my in the goodness! Movie. Oh, yes. I was not ready for that. I was, that I, was so his. I won't be settled for was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, it was rough, yeah. but good. And he's, that, and he's that's, a classic. Like he's uh, type A. He's going with or without you. I love that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's t- and he's type A in a not annoying way. Right. Yeah, he's uh, not like, he would be annoying to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah, he'd be annoying to be in the band. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a little rough. But wow. he—he's his character is not annoying to watch. It's not no. like watching like the lead guy from that thing you do. But it's like right. fuck that guy. Well, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. he doesn't feel at no point does he feel preachy about himself. Right. He feels self confident, and he also feels like self doubt. Like he's a type A, but he still doesn't. Other than knowing that he wants her, he doesn't really know what else he wants from life. Right. He wants but her and he wants abandoned. And, and he's just going to keep pushing forward with it and discover things as he goes, which yeah. is the best version of type A because he's yeah. not in complete control. He's not even trying to be in complete control. No, he's just winging it. Yeah. Which is fun to watch. Mm. Is there anything else we want to say about him? He's got really good hair. <laughs> he does. He's now. got a phenomenal voice, man. Yeah, he does. Like, what a what an incredible oh, singer. Yeah. And and as That's I said, realize him. Yeah, yeah. The the skill level gets better. You know, you hear his first moment singing, and it's oh, and, when he's doing the aha and, you know, song. And it's oh like, yeah, but I mean, like, so, uh, is that actually low, the actor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. His uh, voice sounds so much more myself. mature than he looks. I wanted, oh, yeah. I wanted to make sure, but I went through the credits at the end of the movie, and each song is performed by him. Oh great, that's excellent. Yeah. And they, I was again looking it up just to be sure. They can all play their instruments. Sometimes they had to loop over them for the recording sake. Yeah, uh, but they could all play the songs that they played. But the, in every single one, they are the ones singing it. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. 
That was part of the casting process. Yeah. So impressive. Yeah. So impressive. Yeah. And his voice, how he's able to jump from genre to genre that well. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. True yeah. prodigy in real life. And, oh, yeah. As well as the character. Yeah. 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 There's an interview with him that I was watching before we came over here today where he's like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep acting, but I just want to stay in music. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Very yeah. Cool. I could see it. No doubt. Um, but I, I don't know what else to say about him. And then I hope he stays in movies because he's yeah. very good. He could be the different Zach Efron. Uh, I. I I like Zac Efron. I mean, so. Yeah, well, a really good actor and a really good singer, and hopefully he keeps doing the singing, even though Zac Efron just went. You know what? I just want to be hot, and a really good actor. But yeah. true, he just just Zac Efron just left all the singing behind, which I think is a shame. He might come back to it. But that know. body, though. Oh, yeah. that body. That body, though. <laughs> uh, okay, we need to talk about the end of this, which is going to be the songs. You got to talk about the music with a movie like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just brought it up. I mean, the different genres that they cover, and just. My God, there is. I don't buy for one second that high school kids write songs these well, but yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's Again, if he wants to go for the that. idea that they're yeah. going to be a great band, yeah, they might not be. They bad. were all uh, fantastic. Oh yeah. yeah, I love. I love how like they were very artsy as well. They weren't. They weren't your typical pop song, you know, from the eighties. They were. Right. They were just really uh, a raw expression of emotion. Yeah, that, and that's what was coming out. And it's kind of what it had to be to be the modern musical. Like, if they want to go the whole thing where the songs are just kind of both being played and commenting on the movie itself, like yeah. it needs to be that, just like kind of like raw nerve. And they they nailed it. And I, I the only song in the entire thing that kind of felt a little like, eh, it's a little high school bandy, was uh, the Brown Shoes song when they're playing that one. Oh, yeah. It's a very well-written song. But that's what people yeah. love. That's yeah. what, how pop songs, how pop bands get their one hit. Yeah. They write songs that sound like that one. Yeah. yeah. And it was a fun song. But the, uh, this is like the one of the movies where you can just watch it. Like, oh, they might get an Academy Award for a song here. Yeah. I don't know which one. But the best part about it is I don't know which one it would be. That's true. Like, uh, the director thinks it would be Drive It Like You Stole It. Because mm. that's one that uh, actually that got radio played. Really it's cool a song. really yeah. good song. Yeah. Um, but they might give it to Adam Levine for the one song that he sang. So who knows? But like yeah. all of the music in the movie is surprisingly good. I've listened to the soundtrack pretty regularly ever since I saw the movie. Oh, man, I gotta, I gotta Oh, that's going that on out. my playlist it's, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, no doubt. Well, because the, the soundtrack's fantastic because you have all the 80s music that's in the movie, so you have like The Cure and everybody like that who pop up, and then all of their songs. And it's just, mm, it's a very, very good cool. soundtrack. Very cool. Uh, I like that they do that. They kind of have the, the real songs and then the ones that they yeah, for the movie. Yeah, Because yeah. I, 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 I keep bringing up Almost Famous, but Almost Famous did that for their soundtrack. You had like mm-hmm. the band, the music, and then everything from that time period, and it was so good. Yeah. I yeah. love the Back to the Future homage in this. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. I love how it kept asking people, did you see it? Yeah, yeah. I just... I the one kid was like, of course I have. I've seen them all. Or it was her, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course yeah. I have. I That's the, why they're meant for I like when he was directing yeah. the kids in the dance hall. Yeah. And he's like, well, you gotta dance like it's like the 50s. Oh, there's, there's American they were the worst. You had, a, you had an American prom yeah. and it's the 50s. And they're just like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was that, you know, that was that style though. It was it was very retro-futurist. That, like that, that style of music, the new wave style, it was like... We're always going to pull things from like every music video is yeah. is they're dressed like they're from the fifties, but their but their clothes are all modded up to look like futurist. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that was that was a really cool element how yeah. that how they got all that pop pop culture in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie, I, I I don't think we could sing its praises enough. Honestly, I, uh, I know I know we sing don't, street. I, I know we Boom. we usually don't like just doing a movie where I just like woohoo the whole time, but it's well, one of those. We can talk about the one thing that seems to be a little dividing. Uh, the ending. Let's, let's do the it. The ending. Mm-hmm. I I like the spoiler ending. alert. I, I, well, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I like don't think the, the ending. ending is as divisive as like Birdman, it, though. No, but the the 
the argument is the director said that the ending is all true. So everything you mm-hmm. see happens, but it did not happen like that. That's all his music video fantasy. So he did right. not get in a little dinghy boat and go across the ocean. Like that would have never happened. Uh, but he definitely would have gone to London with her at some point and his brother would have helped. But that was just all him like in the heat of the moment imagining how it's going to work. I don't think they pulled that off for it to feel like a fantasy. I agree. Because so. I, didn't, I didn't feel like it was supposed to be a fantasy until you told me that yeah. he was intending that. Because right. when I was watching it, I thought this was supposed to actually be happening, and I went, oh, they're going to die. Right. They're going to sink. They're going to die. Yeah. What? No, but this is a terrible idea. But <laughs> that's that's what I buy, because I buy that he wants to earn his trip to London. Like He wants to earn going there, so he's going to push himself and he's go He's going to put the woman yeah. he loves in the back and go, all right, let's hold on and not die. Yeah, but now, now they're just going to fall in the wake of the ship. We almost hit the fine. giant boat, and now we're going to ride behind it. That's like, art, That's man. not a bad idea. That's art. Yeah. But like I took that ending... Like, yeah, they're going to go to London a different way. But this was very much in how each time we get into their songs, it kind of just goes fantasy land. And I think the special, the, the, the lack of, like, the kind of weakness of the special effects in that scene kind of cued me in that, oh, okay, this isn't necessarily r- the real thing. I don't so, know. I, I felt like in that way, some of the, the kind of imperfections there kind of helped. See, for, that. for me, it's, uh, the way that I look at it is that it, I don't care what your intentions are when you go to make a film. Mm-hmm. What you get on the screen is what you have. Right. And the way that this kind of came across was that when you watch the 50s prom scene, definitely fantasy. Feels like a fantasy the whole mm-hmm. way through because they set it up to feel like it. Right. This one, I don't think they ever executed the, the setup for it to feel like fantasy. So it feels like it's a real thing. So I'm sorry, John, if that's what you wanted, but what you got is this is the real thing. It felt like yeah. a real thing for me, just yeah. for the record. Yeah. There was no like there was no realism to cut back to. Like every other scene that was a fantasy, we got to see what was actually going on. You could almost yeah. argue that that's the like it's taken the movie version of like the filmmaking as like fantasy versus like we're getting into music video fantasy and yeah. cutting before so like maybe the maybe I mean there's a lot of different ways you can read it. I take it personally as like the straight on they just did that in the boat, but yeah. that's what I take it as, yeah. Yeah, but you could read it as like they're just doing the fantasy movie fantasy version. If you wanted it to be fantasy and you wanted me to believe that it was a fantasy ending, uh, the moment the giant ship clears in front of them, so does the sky. Yeah, and yeah. they're going out yeah. into the sun rising and the mm. beautiful like future ahead of them. Then, yeah. then, then I'm like, oh, okay, this yep. is a dream. Yeah. But this is, a, but I don't have a problem with it being real. I still think it's a good ending. Like, I still I like too, yeah. the ending. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy and it's stupid, but sure. But they're happen. teenagers. That's yeah. what they would do. Something crazy and stupid. Yeah. Oh, to be a teenager again. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not a teenager again. There's no, so many I don't things I should have done. I don't miss it. <laughs> um. All right, we need to move into quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, I, I've got quotes, one uh, on deck. I hope you don't take mine, but go for it. Mine is Brendan. Uh, he's talking to Connor. He's sitting down. This is one of the early times that they're, he's going to show him like what music is supposed to be. And Connor goes, you want me to sit down now and, and listen to music? I've got school in the morning. And Brendan goes, this is school. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mine is also from Brendan, and it's not that one. I also have a, a backup that I'll say if nobody else uses it because it's fucking hilarious. Um, but <laughs> this one is my favorite quote of the movie. Uh, no woman can truly love a man that listens to Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, he's a great mentor. Mm. Called Brendan the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this film. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I didn't write down my quote, so I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong, but it's when they're near the end when they're uh, playing in front of everyone and then he goes, I'm going to play a slow song. And the whole band's like, what are you doing? But then he goes to his best friend, his best mate, and he just looks at him and he's like, I don't know. It's a bold choice. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's exactly a great moment. What yeah. a great best friend. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you want. We'll do it. If it's yeah. not someone else's quote, I've got another good one from him. Okay. 
He's All like, right. Uh, the quote I got is from Brendan, and he's talking to the, the brother. Did the Sex Pistols know how to play? You don't need to know how to play. Who are you, Steely Dan? Yeah. <laughs> you need to learn how not to play, Connor. That's the trick. That's yeah. rock and roll, and that takes practice. And that's those last <laughs> two lines that are amazing. As that's someone who awesome. doesn't know music, I'm like, this, this has got to take so much practice. It's true. It kind of hits on that. 100% true. Yeah. That, yeah. that quote kicks ass. <laughs> and I will never fully understand it because I'm not a musician. <laughs> Um, yeah, my quote was from Rafina, and uh, yeah, it's one of the deeper ones in the movie, I think. And she says, your problem is that you're not happy being sad, but that's what love is, Cosmo. And I like how she calls him Cosmo. Um, yeah. Happy, sad. And then they use this theme of happy, sad throughout the movie. And I, f- yeah. I feel like that really captures a lot of the the emotive uh, things that are happening in 80s music. Yeah. that I mean, that was, that's the genre. You know, the um, always something there to remind me. Yeah. like that music it sounds it sounds so happy but it's got this kind of these dark undertones oh yeah yep i wear my sunglasses at night yeah Yeah. absolutely that's about being super drunk or high yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah they they nailed that tone in this movie yeah Yeah. most definitely um so the one line that nobody said that i have to say it's one of my favorites in the whole movie because it's just the way that it's delivered um it's when the two guys we didn't talk about them at all it's uh the bassist and the drummer who are best friends and they're looking at the ad to be in it and they're looking at it, they're kind of studying it, and this guy comes up behind him and goes, faggots! <laughs> <laughs> and, and without breaking oh a, without breaking a sweat, without looking at him or doing anything, he just goes, piss off, Brian. Yep. <laughs> that was amazing. Like, this just happens every day. I think that guy came back to it during one of the performances, but, and it was like a moment of silence, and you just hear in the background, faggots! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the bully at all. Oh, that, that no. was a great... Yeah, we didn't Art. really How do, they, but... They hire their bully to be their bodyguard. I mentioned oh, my God. Yeah, but that's what really an cool. incredible guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love I loved the moment when he's just trying to like he obviously just got a rundown on how the equipment gets put together. Yeah. And he's looking at the one cord that's not attached to anything. Like, <laughs> there's a moment of panic. <laughs> yeah. uh, the one time he actually the throw, yeah, yeah. throws a guy he's so proud of himself. I like, did my job. It's <laughs> yeah. cool. Alright, so review system for today is gonna be very simple, I think. Non-modern musicals, so classic musicals. Fifeville Goes West. Okay. It's about a boy learning to be a man in a completely new environment, and he has to fight his way through it. Uh, and actually, I really enjoy it. That's actually not a bad example. Yeah, it's actually, I really enjoy It's a really great movie about, you know, being young with a weird family and being put in a situation that you're not enjoying and then finding a way to make the best of it. Uh, I'm going for a very, very tough one to use, but I'm going to use it anyways, and we'll see if I can make it work. I'm going with Hello, Dolly. Um, and I'm going with Hello, Dolly strictly because of the two boys who go to New York for the first time, and it's they're kind of like out of their element, and they have to learn to be men and kind of grow up very, very fast, and that's kind of what this movie is. So I'm kind of leaving the Dolly part out of the whole explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I really like that story of like the coming of age, which this movie does <laughs> a lot. Now I really want to rewatch Five Goes West. Though, Not Hello Dolly. I've never seen Hello Dolly. It's a movie. Footloose. Footloose. Oh my. <laughs> Does that count? Do I, they I'll let it go. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I think. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of very similar. I don't. I don't think I need to explain that one. <laughs> <laughs> they do burst out into dance at random times. That doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I'll go West Side Story. There you go. Ooh, yeah, that's a good, real one. classic. Uh, about uh, you know conflict between different kids about a love that shouldn't be able to exist and uh you know in a bad neighborhood there's bullies in that <laughs> yeah. they fight and they do the clicking like in the 50s and they click like the 50s <laughs> most definitely all right john 
All right, this is going to be kind of a stretch, but I don't oh, like Hello Dolly wasn't? No, well, <laughs> true. So you put it that way, but I just have not seen a lot of a lot of classic musicals, so this is going to be kind of a mainstream one. Uh, Singing in the Rain. It's a great one. That's a great one. What are you it's, talking about? It's. I mean, my connection is that it's a movie about making movies, whereas Sing Street's a movie about making songs. So it's about making the art, and it's they're all singing their emotions, and the emotions come through in their mo- moments, and I don't know. I get the same sense of joy from both watching both of these movies. I would put both of these on to feel good. Even though there's that happy set. I, I feel I, I like those. Those are feel good movies for me. Mm. Yeah, that works. And yeah. I dig it. Uh so with that, I guess we should be bringing today's episode to a close. Uh, yeah. The thing is I could have talked for another hour in this movie. I really it's really great. do love this movie, but at the same time, I have a pretty strong feeling that a lot of people aren't going to listen to this episode because they don't like it when we spoil everything but so hopefully you've gone and watched the movie and now you're listening to this now because it is a great movie that everybody needs to see okay so so next week i haven't been doing this for a while now and i don't know why i kind of stopped because i like giving people homework so next week we're going to be doing our back to school battle uh, which is basically going to be any movie that kind of reminds you of school or back to school uh on the docket we have i'm not going to say who's doing what but we have fast times at richmond high we have uh how am i blanking the rest of these things um dead poet society mean girls uh what was another one easy a easy a am i missing one yeah which one Whoopi goldberg oh and sister act two back to the habit uh i I don't even know what to say about that one but yeah that's gonna be a good one uh and then the week after that we're doing hopefully if things work out we're gonna be doing a crossover with uh friends of the show at superhero sampler and we will be doing the 2007 tmnt movie and then on their show we're gonna be doing a couple of episodes from teenage mutant turtles the current nickelodeon show Uh, awesome so exciting stuff coming up uh so for plugs you can find us again on facebook at after the hype and twitter at ath underscore podcast and everywhere else just ath podcast you can find me on twitter at why brian why and i might tweet this month who knows john <laughs> i'm movie guy john on most services chewy chewy nine right. all one word don't follow me just follow the podcast just follow the podcast <laughs> and sean where can people find you again sean carney music and pick up his new album i already forgot the name of it constellations constellations no on Bandcamp. yeah it's very happy sad Guys. All right, I'm right looking on. forward to listening to it. If I had, if I'd done my homework properly, I would have already listened to it's it. All good, man. Uh, okay, so thank you very much for everyone for listening, and bye, bye, bye. bye. rabbits. Bye.